0: Welcome to Children's Bible Journey with stories and songs just for kids.
1: We have a dramatized Bible story coming up, but let's get today's program started by singing praises to our awesome God.
2: I can't tell when friends are true, but God... God drop, but God can. Our great men show their mighty power on land, in air, and sea. But science But God.
3: You in open ask and you receive. These things are promised, Paul and he will hear. Look and he will show you. Knock and he will answer the door to his home.
4: just love singing praises to Jesus. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible and Living Sound.
1: What a wonderful morning. After such a dreadful, terrible night. Instead of a raging storm, angry waves, menacing heavens, there is calm. The light of the rising sun touching the sea and land in a benediction of peace. Oh,
3: well,
1: hast thou suddenly become a poet, Peter? Oh, you appreciate not the finer things of life, John, my young friend. Well, I understand you not. Your action is exceeded only by your enthusiasm. You're, you're an extremist. You have virtues, yet serious defects. You're warm-hearted, generous, bold, daring... You're also selfish, boastful, impulsive, and reckless. I've observed that in a crisis you may be weak, cowardly, and vacillating. Yet, you may be just the opposite. No one can be sure what you're going to be in any given circumstance. Now, <laughs> you're a poet. Oh, a man is what he is. No. No, you, my dear John, are too young to understand, so I forgive you. Oh, perhaps it is you who are too old. <laughs> if a man is what he is... If he cannot change, explain to me, if you can, how Jesus makes the blind see, the lame walk, the the weak strong, the paralytic agile, yes, the dead alive. Uh, The mind of the young is too inquisitive. Well, perhaps the mind of the old is too settled. I am not old. (laughs) All right. (laughs) But a man need not continue to be what he is. He can change. Change for the better by the power of love of God and love for him. Or he can change for the worse by the power of the evil one. Well, here we are. Peter, John, aren't you going with oh, us? <laughs> We're on because land. We so, now we've arrived in Gergese, a land of heathen. Uh, heathen is not a nice word, my young friend. A better expression is Gentiles. Oh, thank you for the advice, my old friend. <laughs> Someone is afraid of something. Yes, I, I see what it is. Two, uh, two wild animals. They've come from among those tombs. Let's go closer. See ah. what they are.
3: Oh, my God. Ah. 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 Ah.
1: Men. Wild men. Matted. Long hair. Mad eyes peering through. Pieces of chain about the legs. They've been chained. They've broken through. Naked. Dirty bodies matted with blood. Terrible sight. They're, they're, they're rushing at Run. us. Run! Run for your lives, everyone! Run! <laughs> Where, where is Jesus? Stop wasting your breath and run. But where is the master? Master, oh, oh, where is the master? He seems not to. Have... There, there he is, back there facing those, those two madmen, uh, alone. I'll go to his rescue. Well, aren't you going to help too, or are you too afraid? Me, I, I am not. Uh, why, why stop here? Afraid? It's two madmen. They seem to have realized dimly that one stands before them who can save them from the torment of the demons within them. Unclean spirits, I command thee, come forth out of these two men. They, the two madmen, have fallen at the feet of Jesus. What have I to do with thee, Jesus? Thou Son of God the Most High, I beg thee, torment us not. It's the evil one speaking through the madmen. What is thy name?
3: Legion, for we are many.
1: Satan's angels, there are many.
3: We beseech thee, Jesus of Nazareth, send us not forth from the country. Upon yon mountainside graze a large herd of swine. Send us up instead to possess them.
1: Suffer it to be so. The madmen, they're calm. Their eyes beam with intelligence, their, their countenances shine, and their blood-stained hands are quiet. The image of Satan is gone. The love and power of Jesus rests upon them. Changed men. As all can be changed, if they will accept the word. That? of course a herd of swine is drowned in the sea gone the owner will be angry It not our fault but the owner will blame us it's the fault of that man down there who held his hands in the air who is he it doesn't make any difference he cost our boss a huge herd of swine and us our jobs oh we'd better go tell him before he hears it from someone else swine were lost every one of them into the sea over the cliff and into the sea by a man merely raising his hands that's all we saw no it is not those two two madmen were there too oh yes they were there hmm well we better chase that man from the and quickly notify all the townspeople we'll all go and chase the man from our country lest he destroy all our herds and flocks all that we have Peter, coming down the mountainside, a crowd of people Townsmen, no doubt and Curious Or angry Angry? Someone has lost a lot of wealth in losing that great number of swine Two men have been restored to sanity, too, remember that the Money is the most important to many people To almost everybody Anyway, we'd better get in the boat along with Jesus, away from that approaching crowd Thou uh, hast made us sane men, great healer and savior, may we go with thee? We want to be with thee night and day, wheresoever thou goest. Go home. Tell thy family and friends. Spread it abroad what great things the Lord hath done for thee, how he hath had compassion. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at one 800 634 0234. That's 1 eight hundred six three four oh two three four 634 0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye.
4: Sure. Do you pray? Well, of course. Everyone prays. I don't. You don't pray? Well, I try, but I don't know what to say. I mean, you're supposed to talk to the creator of the entire universe, the God who made everything. Why would he be interested in little old me? I used to think the very same thing, but then I remembered something. What? He also made me. So, I figure, if he went through all the trouble of giving me my silly nose and these totally strange ears, he should at least listen when I complain about them. (laughs) And your knees. You've got the craziest knees. Thank you. I get the picture. So, you figure that God listens to you because of the way you look? I figure God listens to me because I'm different from everyone else in the world. I'm special, unique. If he took the time to make me the way I am, he must be interested in what I do and what I think. Because what I do and what I think is special too. Okay, I get it. When you talk to God, you know he hears you because your prayer is different from anyone else. Just like you're different from anyone else, right? Yeah, that's right. My words are special to him. At least, that's what I like to think. You know, there are special things about me too. I've got red hair and my mouth is kind of crooked god would recognize you anywhere cool the next time i pray i'll know he's listening because he made me special don't forget your elbow it's totally strange got it and your left eyebrow what's up with that can we talk about something else now
0: jesus wants to be our friend he's interested in everything we do and longs to be included in our lives he has placed in our hearts a desire to share our deepest secrets and brightest hopes with him This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists.
3: me yeah.
5: Boys and girls, this is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Philippians 4:6. A current affair by Tom C. Stiles. Dark, threatening clouds filled the sky as the three young men pulled away from their campsite. They were headed for Lake Michigan's Thunder Bay. "'Quite a day to dive, huh?' Troy said bleakly to his two friends. "'Fits my mood perfectly,' Greg thought to himself. His mind was filled with doubts about both life and God, and he'd chosen this weekend to sort of get away from everything. But even here, the clouds had tracked him down. "'At least there won't be many boats out today,' Larry piped up. "'That means we won't have to wait long to get the boat off the ramp.' Greg let out a long sigh, then sat up. Well, I guess it won't matter much what the weather's like topside. Once we're on that wreck down below, I don't care how hard it rains, as long as the bilge pump keeps our boat afloat. A grin crossed Greg's face, the first of the weekend. So which wreck do you guys want to start with, Troy asked his companions. Larry pulled out a map of Lake Michigan titled Shipwreck Preserves. Pointing to a wreck site none of them had ever tried before, he asked, How about this one? Greg leaned over. Yeah, I've read the description on that one. Let's do it. A short time later, the three of them were headed across the cold waters of Lake Michigan. By now, the sun had decided to put in an appearance, although the waves were still running a choppy two to three feet. Larry pointed at an orange 55-gallon drum floating on the surface of the water. "'There's the marker!' he shouted above the steady drone of the boat's motor. Troy pulled the boat alongside the buoy, while Greg grabbed a rope and tied it to the marker. "'I'm glad we have dry suits,' Larry commented. "'I'm glad we have dry suits,' Larry commented. "'At 110 feet, this water is going to be freezing!' As Greg donned his gear, he found himself wanting to pray for God's protection, just as he used to. But he forced the idea from his mind. God just wasn't going to be a part of this dive, if there even was a God. Pulling his mask on, Greg slipped into the water first, then waited for the others to join him. Following along a rope that had been attached to the buoy, the three divers descended into a world of gray. As they slowly pulled their way down the line, their underwater world became even darker. Then suddenly, it began to take shape. What an incredible sight, Greg thought. This is better than a Jacques Cousteau film. The rope was leading them to the foredeck of a picture-perfect shipwreck site. The masts of the ship were still standing, and the anchor chains led off the bow into oblivion. The ship's wheel was in place just ahead of the aft mast. This was fantastic! It seemed as though their exploration had just begun when the divers' timers began going off, signaling that the safe time limit had been reached. Reluctantly, the trio headed back toward the surface slowly as before they became enshrouded in an oppressive layer of grayness after two decompression stops the three young men broke the surface of the water what a great sight larry beamed climbing back on board the boat never seen one better troy echoed i just wish these tanks held twice the amount of air that they do agreed well let's get our fresh tanks ready and head to another spot i'll untie the rope Larry edged his way over to where the rope was attached to the buoy, but the choppy water rocked the boat back and forth, making the task nearly impossible. Let me give you a hand, Greg offered after unzipping his suit. He made his way toward Larry and reached out to untie the knot. Suddenly, the bow of the boat dropped, and Greg's head and glasses hit the buoy. Are you okay, Larry asked. Yeah, Greg shouted, but grab my glasses. But it was too late. Greg's brand-new, expensive glasses were headed for the bottom of Lake Michigan. "'I have to do something,' Greg thought, his head spinning. He knew that diving back to their previous depth right away would be dangerous. There would be a risk of getting the bends. He turned to Troy. "'Look, let's get our fresh tanks and go to another dive site, one that's not this deep. You and Larry can go down while I sit it out. When you come up, we'll head back to this site, and I'll have another look around.' That's okay with me, Troy replied. What about you, Larry? Have I ever turned down a dive, he said with a smile. A short time later, Greg lay in the cabin of the boat, his friends in the water beneath him. Slowly, his thoughts turned toward God. Are you there, God? Are you really there? God, if you're somewhere out there, help me to find my glasses in this great big lake. If you do, I'll never doubt you again. After they returned to the first site, Greg once again donned his suit and gear. Because the buoy had moved by now, he'd have to use the boat's anchor line as a guide. The chances of finding a pair of glasses on the bottom of the world's largest inland lake were slim, but somehow he sensed that he would be searching for more than a pair of lost glasses. "'You know, this job would sure be easier if I were wearing my glasses,' he said with a laugh. Then he lowered his mask and slipped into the water." "'Larry leaned over the edge of the boat. "'Remember, you have five minutes of bottom time. "'Be careful.' "'Greg signaled that he understood, "'then sank beneath the surface. "'Hand over hand, Greg pulled himself down the line. "'Earlier, the group had made some calculations "'to help Greg know where to look for the glasses. "'It was all dependent on the direction of the current "'and certain other variables. "'Yes, finding my glasses would definitely be "'in the realm of the miraculous,' Greg thought." Soon, Greg's feet touched the lake bottom. This time, the line had not led him to the wreck. Instead, he found himself standing on a flat desert of gray, hard-packed clay. Greg began to slow walk around the lake bottom. All he could see was a vast horizon of the great clay. He turned slowly, checking out his surroundings. Just then, something caught his eye. About 15 feet away, an object reflected in the small amount of late afternoon sun. Making his way toward the deep sea glint, Greg tried to focus on the object. Slowly, as if in a trance, he reached down and picked up his glasses. Greg studied his watch to check his airtime. Kneeling on the bottom of Lake Michigan, he sent a prayer shooting through the grayness to his, yes, his Heavenly Father.
0: Children come. Please let the children come.
2: Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Lifetalk Radio at
3: lifetalk.net.